Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. Charlie, how are you today? We have to do a quick show, so you're going to talk quick, too? I'm talking so ready? fast. Let's dive right into it. Let's dive right <laughs> in, Charlie. What if people listen to us on a really fast speed, though? Then they could be an investor. Be like Ben Shapiro times squared. <laughs> times squared. Well, this is... Good morning, Liberty. Oh, look, Costco joined us. So there now we, we can get, now we have an interpreter. Now we need someone to help us edit this, you know, for when we put it on the radio, we're going to play this video of this uh, Javier Mille guy. And he says the S word a lot. Mm. Unfortunately, we don't speak S word yeah. either. And Spanish. so, okay, yeah. there it is. We'll just have to try and, we'll have to try and figure that out. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff in about 25 minutes or until we hear Parker's bus show up outside, roughly around yeah, that time. I have a kid. <laughs> Charlie has a child. Yes. Anyway, uh, that's Charlie over there. I'm Nate. And you can go to joingmail.com to hang out with the live group. We go live every morning, just the earliest time in the morning, every single day of the week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not 4 p.m. right now. Mm-hmm. It's super morning time. Okay. We were talking about this target thing beforehand. We're just going to we're just going to brush through a few things for this beautiful beautiful Thursday. Uh, man, I'm pumped about the weekend. I don't know about y'all. Target sales tumble amid inflation and pride month backlash. I was telling Charlie I like how they put inflation first. Kind of <laughs> like as if Walmart and TJ Maxx and the other places yeah. they haven't been dealing with well, and inflation. Well, I thought inflation was down. True, but not when it comes to explaining why sales are down. Could have to do with maybe the Pride Month backlash. You remember that whole thing? Remember mm. when conservatives were calling in bomb threats? Yes. Yeah. See, that's what I that's what I heard on the news. It's anyway. actually liberals calling in bomb threats. All right. So they get the Pride merchandise out there in the front, and then people get upset about it. Conservatives. This is where they gave you like more room in your bikini, right? Yeah, a little bit extra. Yeah extra stuff in there just Just in case case, you got just in case it hangs lower yeah some people are extra you know (laughs) yeah and so uh, they had that going on people got upset about it and they moved some of it and they take some of it away they move some of it further back in the store so you don't see it as much and then lefties get upset about it and they even email in some bomb threats about this whole thing well it turns out that wasn't great for target stock because they're close to 52 week lows right now. And I was telling Chuck beforehand, uh, you got Walmart who's been at highs. You got TJ Maxx has been doing really well, but unfortunately I guess target is the one that had to do with inflation. Yeah. According to the Washington post here. Is this, is this winning Charlie? Uh, I would consider it a slight win. Um, I think the best vote you can vote with is your dollars. Mm-hmm. And, in, mm-hmm. and in the culture war, when it comes to corporations taking a stand one way or the other, um, the people are going to show you whether they like what you're doing or not. Now, several people are excited about what Target's doing. And, you know, there I saw several videos of like, oh, thank God the conservatives won't be at Target anymore. It'll make my shopping experience better. Mm. Well, it turns out it doesn't <clears throat> seem like there's as many uh, people who agree with this that are shopping at Target considering the sales I like plummeted and are staying there. I like when they mention the uh, bomb threats. They 
They say bomb threats from people claiming to be angry about the removal of the merchandise. Of course, throwing a little bit of doubt on there that it could just be conservatives that are calling in the bomb mm. threats as well. I'm sure they would extend that same courtesy to, to the right when they're talking about people on the left making bomb threats to stores. Uh, so anyway, I think this is kind of a win. I think it's better uh, now. Well, look, I, I, I brought up pre-show that Michael Jordan said Republicans buy sneakers, too. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. If you're participating in a marketplace where you have people who have strong beliefs on one way or the other, it's best not to to take a position on that, uh, because then people aren't going to want to shop at your stores, you know? True. And so, Hey, maybe take this as a lesson. And I think a lot of corporations are currently taking it as a lesson, um, that maybe they shouldn't try to cater to a certain group to a loud minority, uh, mm-hmm. because it's then it's really going to hurt the pocketbook and their job is to create profits. I just, I don't think it's a good idea for corporations to take a strong, a position on something that they know is a controversial topic and they decide to pick a side, to pick a lane on it, you know? Especially um, the kid, the whole kid thing. It's the kid part. And that it, it could even just be kids' pride merchandise. And, you know, there were some fake stories going around that they had kids tuck-friendly bathing suits. And the, that was not the case, but the kids' pride merchandise. And so that... A lot of people got upset about that, and I think it's best for corporations just to stay out of it, honestly. Bud Light found that out. Target's mm-hmm. finding it out. Or, sorry, Anheuser-Busch found that out, mm-hmm. and Target's finding that out. All right, you remember that Rich Men North of Richmond song? It's way better just to shop online anyway. I know. I agree with you, Costco. I just go online. Yeah. Rich Men North of Richmond. Oh. Did you hear about that? Oh, Anthony Oliver, huh? Yeah, This is a this is an article from MSNBC. It's called Oddly Gaslight NBC. <laughs> yeah. Oddly, the viral hit Rich Men North of Richmond isn't that hard on the rich. <laughs> of course, there's a, you know, specific rich people. After the conservative celebration of Try That in a Small Town helped spark massive sales of the song, the right can barely contain its glee that it has a new favorite. A previously unknown musician from rural Virginia named Oliver Anthony, whose performance of his song has more than 15 million views on YouTube. Dang. What I've a been, sensation. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours, for BS pay. Anthony's song begins. Anthony seems reasonably talented, has a good voice, and the song is pretty catchy. But that's not why conservatives are cheering. The same way they cheered, try that in a small town. They're celebrating because Anthony has produced an anthem so perfectly attuned to the Republican agenda that it could have been penned at the RNC headquarters. <laughs> this is a song written by the Republican Party itself. Though the song's narrator complains about low pay, the villains of the song aren't those who refuse to pay that narrator more. Nor, for that matter, does the narrator, uh, narrator address the larger forces that keep wages down. <laughs> Which is, of course, just a uh, greedy, rich capitalist. The villain, see, they're upset because there's an anthem that the working man likes, but it's not about how we need more unions or that we need the government to raise the minimum wage or anything like that. He's upset that there's the taxes being taken out of his money and, that and that, inflation and, and inflation. Yes. Yeah. And what the real economy is like for most people in middle America. And even, in, you know, when people in areas like this, 
there's uh, you have a lot of mining communities, of course, being from Southern Illinois, we know mm-hmm. a lot about the mining communities. And a lot of those got shut down by government regulations. Uh, and then you also have some of these, you know, in, in Illinois, where we're from, it's kind of a depressed area down there because they're so close to Kentucky and Missouri that they can't, they could compete. They can't compete with the better business regulatory environment that the other states have. And so we were like from a depressed small town area simply because of the terrible state laws that we have. And so, you know, you wouldn't go shopping where Charlie and I are from. You would go to the next state over because prices are better on gas or cigs or whatever it is you want to get on everything. (laughs) There's more businesses there. If you're going to start a business, would you start it right here over the border in Illinois? Or would you just go across this bridge and start it right there? And put your business in yeah. Kentucky or well, Missouri, and, and it's an anthem for blue cro- mm. for blue cross, blue collar, <laughs> working class. The the guys who used to make fifteen, twenty, twenty five bucks an hour working in the coal mines or or working uh, at a factory, working somewhere where they could actually earn a decent living, and their fathers typically earned a decent living, uh, where going to the grocery store didn't break the bank. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, we just covered this two days ago about how on average. Americans are spending almost $750 more per month yeah, on items that they did a year ago, which a year ago they were spending more than that from the previous year. And it just keeps going up and up and up. This is why inflation is the hidden tax, right? And of course, not only that, but people are starting to realize that your income is taxed. And then when you spend that money, it's taxed. And then when you, when you, do something else. It's everything's taxed. You mm-hmm. win the lottery. It's taxed. It's yeah. all taxed. There's people so, who p- get paid from the government, which is tax money that they tax again. And then when they spend it, it's taxed. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I and then the person who receives that last year is taxed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so people are starting to wake up to this idea of like, Hey, for what the government's doing they're they're kind of taking too much from us and in inflation is a really big deal for these people. I remember when inflation was going up, I was telling my family at the time, like, you know, fortunately for us, like, it's not really going to affect us that much. Mm-hmm. Like, we are... Because you're rich. <laughs> I We are in a decent position to where groceries going up a couple hundred dollars doesn't really affect us that much. Mm-hmm. You know, who it's really going to hurt is the middle class and the poor. The people who don't have an extra $700 a month to spare because they already did Dave Ramsey's every dollar has a place budget, (laughs) right? And every dollar has a place and it's gone, Mm -hmm. right? And so as prices increase, there ain't no more dollars left to go anywhere. I found places for a lot of dollars, you know? Uh, The villains are the rich men who, Anthony sings, just want to have total control or want to know what you think, want to know what you do making it unclear whether he's talking about government surveillance or tech companies, which Republicans consider their particular enemy. Um, There's government surveillance, and then there's tech companies that the government forces to surveil us also uh, under threat of antitrust rules or breaking up their, whatever, whatever they can do, any kind of regulations. Therein lies the key to understanding why the GOP, the party of tax cuts for the wealthy and deregulation for corporations... Has no problem with anger at rich men, so long as it's the right rich men. 
A populist appeal that doesn't demand more power for workers is fine with them. They know that vague displeasure with the rich disconnect... Hold on. Doesn't demand more power for workers. Now they're talking about deregulation for corporations and not demanding more power for workers. And the person who wrote this is either... uh, They could be a liar or they could be an idiot or they could be some sort of combination of the two of them, like we like normally have. But I choose you, both. If you think a few layers in, deregulation is one of the best things for the worker. What's the best thing, Charlie, if I'm working at a restaurant on the street out here? What is the best thing for me as a worker to happen? For customers to come in? Customers also. I was leaning more towards another restaurant opens across the street. That's really good for me because then I could tell that guy or girl, whoever owns a restaurant, that's fine. Or they. Or they, them. Whoever Mm -hmm. owns them, their restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whoever owns that restaurant that, hey, I need to get paid more. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over there Mm -hmm. across the street and work there. Okay. And that's something that people like this, they only think that the government can demand that the wages go higher. They never want to actually give the worker some power, which is what competition does in a free market. And the less regulations you have, the more competition you can have. And the better it will overall be for the workers. But they could sit here and pretend like they're the ones who care about it. Uh, They know that vague displeasure with the rich disconnected from any discussion of where power lies and who benefits from its distribution doesn't produce change. It's just, it just produces disgruntlement, which can always be redirected at the right's enemies. Yes, they're not really looking at where power lies, Charlie. They're just looking at the people who have the authority to kill you if you don't give them the money. <laughs> so that's not real power. They're not really focusing yeah. on where the true power yeah. is. This is what I'll never understand. Yeah. The largest corporation, <clears throat> if we're going to hate corporations, like if we'll just concede that, the largest corporation is government. And We're, I don't understand how the biggest one gets away with it. Because, like they have the most money and the most power and the most control. Like do you, which one's bigger Google or the United States federal government? In terms of how much money they have in their bank account or like overall in terms of, of how much money they're allowed to steal in terms of how much money they spend in terms of, um, in terms of how many people work for them. To me, it's whether or not they could put you in a prison camp. The power they have to put you in prison. Which one has more power and which one's bigger? Yeah. There isn't a single entity in the United States that's bigger than the federal government. There's not one. No. There's not one. They have the most amount of workers. They they have the most, they they have the most amount of money. They got so many workers. It's too many. Too many people work for the government. Yes. It's the biggest corporation of all. But by focusing on them, you are not focusing on where the true power lies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life, and we don't really know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs a little help. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. I've done therapy in the past, and honestly, it helped me quite a bit. I've told you guys that. And our co-host, Charlie, still using BetterHelp. He loves it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. Javier Millet, or Millet. I don't know where you put the emphasis. Me neither. I'm not really sure. Of course, when you look at someone like the WAPO, they say Argentina's right-wing presidential front-runner. By right-wing, what they mean is he seems to be pretty libertarian, describes himself as an anarcho-capitalist. But it, this is a problem I've tried to get across a lot of libertarians. You could be the most pure libertarian in the world, and they will compare you to Trump. They will make you a fascist, white supremacist, yes. Nazi. It does not matter, um, Josh. Just say there's a guy named Josh who thinks that we're going to sweetheart ourselves into making everyone think libertarians are these great, glorious angels coming to bestow freedom to everyone. No, they will call you a fascist not Nazi. If you don't agree with the left. If yes. you want to take away some welfare program that disproportionately goes to people who aren't white, you are a racist, fascist Nazi. You will never be able to push libertarian policies without being a right-wing extremist. That's just how it is, mm. as far as the media goes. All right. Anyway, not even just not just America in Argentina, even here. Yeah, uh, libertarian economist Javier Milei's unexpected success in Argentina's presidential primary. I over love the how weekend. it's unexpected. Yeah, it's like this comes out of nowhere. Well, I mean, just like Trump. Trump was an unexpected victory. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this guy's success unexpected. But this is a guy who's saying he wants to get rid of their central bank and everything, and and sell their you know privatize their. Industries. I know, but this is how out of touch people are oh, yeah. with with the everyday person who is getting fed up of the of the the woke agenda. It, this guy, when you when we play his video, we'll have to read it because it's in Spanish. <laughs> Video's hilarious. He, he speaks for a lot of people who are just done with the nonsense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like me, I'm over it. He got I'm so done with the nonsense. He got thirty percent. In the primary contest, a uh, mandatory vote viewed as a dress rehearsal of sorts for the general election and has more concrete indicator of public opinion than polls, which indicated less support for him. Weird, the polls didn't show as much support huh. as what he ended up getting. Um, candidates for the main opposition coalition and the governing coalition came in close on his heels at 28 and 27 percent. Uh, here's what you need to know. An economist and political outsider who has drawn comparisons... How has he drawn the comparisons? I want to know. To former President Donald Trump and former Brazilian President uh, Bolsonaro, Millet has garnered a popular following for his right-wing politics, bombastic style, television appearances in history as a rock musician, dubbed The Wig for his dramatic, unkempt hairstyle. He claims it's because he doesn't comb it. Uh, let's see. The self-proclaimed anarcho-capitalist draws on anger at corruption, the ruling class, and the political elite. Uh, so anyway, we were going to play this video because it's awesome. It's really good. It's cool to see. I mean, you got like, this guy's a libertarian. Okay. I don't know about what all of his cultural beliefs are. He seems to be very anti-abortion. I wonder if he's anti-abortion um, legally. And, or, from, and from the video that we are going to see, he seems to be unapolo unapologetically libertarian. Yeah. And maybe this is like what it's going to take, you know? And I think, you know, 
look, Amanda and I had this debate on populism, but Trump won for a reason. And it's because he was unapologetic in your face, mm-hmm. you know, like, so maybe if we had a real libertarian who could be similar charismatically and not give in, perhaps in America, we would see some people get behind a candidate like that. Just, okay. Earmuffs. You got kids around. You can't give shit leftards an inch. That's the first line of this video. All right. Now it is in Spanish. Do you want to translate it? Sure. Okay. If you're ready. Yeah. I guess we don't have to have it super loud, do we? Because. Oh, you know, that's not loud at all because the sound isn't going through the thing. Jeez, Charlie. I thought you guys you had... can't hear it. I thought you had this set up. Okay. Here you go. No le podés dar ni un milímetro. No, pero me zurdo de mierda que no todos los que... leftists. Digamos, los colectivistas, los que ponen, digamos, o sea, esa idea. A ver, ¿por qué Porque son una mierda. Because they are. O sea, no, pero es que si pensás distinto, te van a aniquilar. If you think differently from them, they kill you. You can't give leftists an inch. Porque le das un milímetro y lo toma para destrozarte. If you give them an inch, they will use it to destroy you. You can't negotiate with leftists. You don't negotiate with trash because they will end you. And since we are so much better than them, since we are defeating them in the cultural battle, we're not only superior economically, we're morally superior. We're aesthetically superior. We're better than them at everything. It triggers them. And since they can't beat their arguments and ideas peacefully, they use their repressive apparatus of the state to destroy us. With taxpayer money. And they're still losing. They're Shit leftists are losing the cultural war. (laughs) For the first time ever, leftards are concerned. Cornered, I think is what it said. Or did it say concerned or cornered? Concerned or cornered? Either Um, one. Cornered. Cornered is what that says. Leftards. Yeah. I felt bad for like Costco and people who can understand what he was saying to talk (laughs) over. I mean, him, you know, we could either do the show just for Costco or like for almost everyone else mm. who's listening. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's right. Um, I like the part where he says we're not only superior economically. So like you were saying, unapologetically libertarian, we're not only superior economically, we're morally superior. That is so important. I feel like. Sometimes on the show, we mentioned that we have to take the moral high ground, that that is how, that all these people on the left, that that they somehow have claimed it and they get to argue because they're the people that want to help people, you mm-hmm. know, but they're not actually ever going to help anyone. Their ideas don't work. Not only that, not only do they not work, they actually kill people. They don't work <laughs> and they use immoral means to even try their ideas in the first place. Yeah. So that, that can't be moral in the first place. Uh, but anyway, I like. Do you think this st- guy will win? Win. I mean, if the CIA lets him survive that long, <laughs> sure. Are you saying the Argentina <laughs> CIA no, or America CIA? CIA? Man, when, these other countries, they don't need their own CIA. Our <laughs> CIA, CIA's got that stuff. That's true. All right. Um, what else did he say? <laughs> We're aesthetically superior. Now that one. 
I don't know. I don't know about that. His hair begs to to differ. Uh, we're better than them at everything, and it triggers them. And since they can't beat their arguments and ideas peacefully, they use the repressive apparatus of the state to try to destroy us. He's right. He is right. I really hope he wins, although I will predict it will be an absolute catastrophe, and it's gonna, it'll just, it, it'll be a, a bleep show, man. It's going to go terribly. You think so? <laughs> yeah, this will be awful. It'll be really bad. If he wins. If he wins, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll be one of the first libertarians to tell you. Define bad, like, it's not going to go well. Like, his policies. No, I mean, if they were, if they're enacted properly, clearly the, what, the way that he wants to set up the country is the best way to have the country set up. I, I agree with that. That is but the there's going to be way. a lot of growing pains. The transition from taking a heroin addict to a uh, church preacher is going to hurt really hard, especially coming out there with ideas like getting rid of the central bank. Um, you're talking about people that that's a scary thing for people. And uh, that's that's like people losing all confidence in your currency and, you know, mentally you can destroy a currency because it's full faith and credit, right? Like faith and credit. And so I'm just saying the, the pain, that's why, I, that's why I get worried about uh, people thinking like, Oh, we'll just elect a libertarian president and it'll be great. He'll either, or she would either get uh, impeached and removed. Like in the first month, they'll impeach and remove that SOB for whatever, whatever it is. I don't know if they even survive all the way to the inauguration. Okay, or when you start to remove some of these policies that people are used to, it is going to hurt so bad that you will not make it into a second term. You just, you just won't. I'm sorry. It's going to be really tough. It's got to be a little bit at a time. I'm excited to see, though. Oh, yeah. I hope yeah, this sure. guy wins and then see what mm. happens. Mm-hmm. Oh. What else we got? Um, I think, you know... I think that's fine, you know, because the school bus could get here any time. It could. It could be here any time. I, I just, you know, I think it's best to end it right there. I have this big rent control story that I wanted to talk about today. More so it just ended on the leftards being cornered. Leftards, yeah. It's kind of a bright note, right? Except yeah. for I said that libertarian ideology would end up destroying that country. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really what I mean. I just mean it's really going to hurt. Yeah. But hey, it feels good to have someone stick it. Yeah, them, you know? and I'm glad they're going to try it first. Yes. You know, <laughs> see how it goes. So you don't really believe in our ideas, is what you're oh, saying? Oh, I do believe in our ideas. I just think, I actually think it is better for it to happen a little bit at a time if you actually want it to stick than to get someone in who's just going to delete almost everything overnight. I don't even know if that's what he's talking about, too. And I, I, that's as much as I know about his policy right there. Um, I mean, he did mention getting rid of the central bank, but is he going to yeah. do that like the first day? I don't know. But the idea... Does he have the power to do that the first day? Like, I don't know Argentina, like, I don't know how they're set up. The The idea that he wants to do that will already affect their currency. It could, it could help other currencies. It could help them. Maybe they'll get some Bitcoins in there or something like that. I don't know. Argentine coins. Maybe they'll go back to the gold standard. Sure. They get Who some knows? gold. I just think, uh, you know, that's why I've always said it'd be better to have like a hundred... Rand Pauls, maybe 20 Rand Pauls over time 
then have, uh, I don't know, just name a libertarian person come in overnight. He's an econ- economista. Yeah. It's like, it's like a barista, only like a econ- you're serving up economies instead. Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend, a family, and a foe. Share it to someone who speaks Spanish. Um, so they can enjoy part of this episode and then leave us a rating and review on Apple podcast and Spotify and go to join gmail.com to be part of the live group and God hates because he does to get some merchandise. And there's also a link for the fed haters club. You want to be a part of that. If you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. Liberty.